Welcome to the Daily Triathlete Show. Our conversation here is all about the daily habits, daily mindset, and daily discipline that it takes to become a daily triathlete. Let's get into it. All right, welcome to the show. I want to talk today about uh, uh, good habits and bad habits and the cost of them. I've got a quote for you to begin with. It goes like this. The cost of good habits is in the present, and the cost of bad habits is in the future. And so I just I want to bring up this idea that everything we do has a cost. We are always uh, evaluating the, the cost and the reward of whatever we do, and we're always sacrificing something. Either we're sacrificing uh, something now or sacrificing something uh, later. And so what I mean by that is, just to give you a really simple example, if we're deciding whether or not to go for a run, uh, there's, there's a cost to that. There's a cost to going for a run, and there's a cost to not going for a run. And so when I, when I say good habits are, the cost of good habits is in the present, what I mean is that you, the cost of going for a run is that we give up our comfort. We give up... Uh, you know, the, the comfort of staying in bed, the comfort of staying on the couch, the comfort of staying inside in the nice warm house, uh, or we give up we give up our energy. And so we pay that cost up front, right? The cost of that good habit is in the present. We pay for it immediately. And the cost of a bad habit, so far if we have a habit of, uh, of, of overeating, uh, or we have a habit of, of not going for a run, for example, the cost of those habits is in the future. We actually get the reward right away, right? From eating, uh, you know, sugary or salty or fatty food, we get the we get the reward right away. When we go for or when we don't go for a run, we get the reward of comfort right away. And then the cost is in the future, right? The cost of not going for a run in the future is that we're we're not fit. We're not ready for that race. We're not. Uh, we're not in the kind of shape that we want to be in. The cost in the future of eating uh, junk for our bodies is obviously future weight gain, future health problems, and uh, and so this is really the this is really the reason that uh, delayed gratification is such is such a big deal. This is why we have such a pro- such a hard time and a problem with paying the cost up front, and this is what delayed gratification. Is it's not just delaying gratification, it's not just delaying the the reward until later, because when we do that, we we all know from experience that the reward you get later is is greater. But not only do we delay the gratification, but we uh, we avoid paying the cost right now. We get a reward right now, and so delayed gratification is the key, and really what it. Uh, what that means is, and something that we need to realize from the outset and accept, is that there is a certain amount of boredom in consistency. There's a fatigue of repetition, and there's an embrace of the uncomfortable. And so, so whether you indulge in, in, a, in an unhealthy food or you work out, you're giving something up right away. And you're choosing to pay uh, you're choosing to pay a cost later or to pay a cost now. And so 
it's helpful to think of it in that way. It's helpful to think of it and to remember that you're not avoiding a cost by not going for a run. You're not avoiding a, like you're not avoiding paying any price. You're still paying the price. You're just delaying it. And what's really important to remember is that when you are, if you are doing, you know, any anything that's, uh, um, anything that's, you know, that's beneficial or negative, right? If you're going to, is let's say you're going to train your body, you're going to use your mind to learn, you're going to invest in someone. Uh, all of these choices that we have, really, that word invest is so key. You're investing in your body, you're investing in your mind, you're investing in a relationship. And that touches on all the areas of body, mind, spirit, you're investing. And not only uh not only are we uh, are we are we reaping what we sow there's a there's a you know a certain a certain rule in the world that we we reap what we sow what you plant is what you get back but when we're thinking about the cost of good habits and the cost of when we pay the price now when we invest that uh that time when we invest our our minds uh, certainly um in something good, we have we get that investment back later on. We get the pleasure later, but it's with interest, and that's a really important thing to remember. When we go for a run, the reward that we get is later, but it's actually with interest because you, you, when you think of your life and how you're going to live live your day, if you go for a run and you get that extra boost of energy, you get a mental boost from having done it, from having done something hard. And it's established in your day, and that actually boosts the rest of your day. So it's not just what you're doing. It's not just I run five kilometers, and you know, and my you know my body is able to run five kilometers more. It's not as simple as that. There's more to it. And so when we invest in in a in a good habit, we pay the cost right now. It's like when you invest in in any kind of a in any kind of a stock, or a, you know, when we invest in a company. Let's say we put every dollar that we put in today, if it's a profitable company, every dollar we put in today turns out to be in a year a dollar fifty perhaps or a dollar ten or two dollars, whatever it might be. We're investing and we're getting the interest later on because it's established because that cost has been paid and uh, and we harp on that all the time here um, you know that idea of of stacking our stacking our habits and seeing our habits um uh, you know, grow over time, and this is exactly what happens. So, as we uh, as we do that, it ends up um, it ends up uh, multiplying, and uh, maybe it maybe it's not, maybe it doesn't multiply to be ten times what we invested, but even if it's one point one times as much, right? That's a ten percent gain when we invest in something. Uh, the future brings uh, interest with the with the reward of that, and it works the it works the same way when we. Uh, when we do the opposite, when we indulge in a bad habit, right? When we when we pig out, when we zone out, when we isolate and 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 uh, you know neglect relationships. You know the the very best case scenario is that it costs, uh, it costs you know in the short term, but really what what more likely will tend to happen is that when we don't go for a run and we engage in the bad habit of not exercising or we engage in the bad habit of. Uh, of eating out or eating uh, way too much sugar, what happens is that there's a downward spiral created because it's not just the bad habit that we're indulging in. 
it's the bad habit over and over and over again which begins to affect uh, the, the rest of our lives. It spreads into other areas, uh, right? If we, if we overeat and we make a habit of that, well, then not only are we overeating, but then we're not exercising. Uh, then we're, uh, we're creating medical problems for, uh, for ourselves. We're creating probably uh, emotional problems for ourselves. And we begin to deal with those problems by, by more eating out, by less exercising, by more isolating. And, uh, and there's a down, and of course, there's a, that downward spiral we mentioned. And so uh, one thing to remember, too, is that although the, the cost of good habits is now, the cost of bad habits is in the future, uh, sometimes it's hard to remember the rewards, and that's really the uh, uh, that's really the thing, right? We we delay that gratification, and it's so hard to remember that there is a reward for those good habits in the future. But I just want to remind you that often the the shorter term the short uh, the shorter term is sometimes more realistic than you think. Sometimes that cost of going for a run, let's say right now, um, it is obviously a lack of comfort. And, uh, and you're using up your your time to do that. The the reward sometimes is uh, is only weeks away. Sometimes it's only hours away. And uh, there's a I heard um, I heard somebody say a, a while ago. I think I read it that uh, food is the food is the most used uh, the the or the most abused antidepressant, and exercise is the least used antidepressant. And so. Uh, just in terms of uh, of our mental state, going for a run, going for a bike or a swim, uh, doing any of the uh, any of the disciplines of a triathlon is so helpful to our mental state, uh, and that can often be immediate, right? Within uh, even before you're finished the workout, you begin to get those benefits of uh, of all the all the beneficial hormones uh, rushing into your into your brain. Your body feels better. So sometimes the the good habits really. They they do cost right now, but it's a very short term. Um, it's or it's very it's a very short time until the uh, the benefits are present as well. And so, uh, just remember that. And again, this these are this this is just a mental state that we need to adopt to begin to build those habits. I want to talk about a a hard thing. We've talked about a number of different hard things, and they have to do with the morning. Um, we've talked about uh, going to sleep on time, getting up on time, how to have a productive morning. And one thing I want to bring up, which is a hard thing in the morning, is to how to is how to have a workout in the morning. And uh, it's it, it's a hard thing to make it happen. It's sometimes even harder to enjoy it. And this is one of those. Uh, as we've mentioned just previously, right? The cost of that good habit, it's a good habit to work out in the morning and there's a cost right away. And the, that cost often holds us back from uh, from doing it. And so uh, my usual morning routine, uh, my ideal morning routine, and we I stick to this, I would say five or six days of the week, sometimes seven, but generally five or six days of the week. Uh, I get up at 4.30 and we... I visit uh, visit the bathroom, get my coffee ready, and sit down for about forty five minutes uh, with my Bible for some uh, for some reading and prayer. Around five fifteen, uh, it's uh, it's time to uh, to either you know deliver this podcast or do some prep for it to record it or do some editing. Um, I do that for about that's about forty five minutes each morning to do some thinking about that, 
And then around six o'clock, it's time for uh, for my daily run. Uh, I'm, right, I'm in the middle right now of a 365 day running challenge. So usually run for 45 minutes, and then at uh, 6:45, 6:45 to seven, depending on when I finish, uh, it's time for a shower, pack my lunch, and uh, you know the work day's just about ready to begin. So that's my morning. It's kind of divided up into three 45 minute sections. And everybody's morning is going to be different. Some people need less sleep or more sleep. Some people are getting up earlier or later than that. And it doesn't necessarily matter. Uh, the, the key to a morning, uh, really, the key to getting up out of bed is to get up out of bed. This is really, this is so important. And this is where so many people get stuck. And, uh, and, and I, I completely get it. For years, I had my alarm clock beside my bed. And that snooze button... It is it is so um, it's just so attractive in the morning. So I completely agree. What what um, what I've done? I've mentioned this before. My alarm clock is across the room. It, you know, it's not that far away. It's twelve feet away from my bed. Um, but it's just that uh, it's just that little uh, trigger to get up out of bed and to go turn off my alarm. Uh, there's there's no way I can turn it off without being out of uh, out of my bed. And so this is, um, I know it's obviously there's a plug next to your bed. Where is a plug across the room? There's all these little excuses, right? Use your phone as an alarm and you're looking at your phone just before you fall asleep. And so it's easy to fire it on the bedside table. And there's all these little, like these little excuses that are nothing but excuses. They're nothing but, well, it's, you know, I just don't want to, I just don't want to get up. And uh, and these are the choices that we make, of course. The cost of that good habit is in the present. You can remember that in the morning. you you got to pay that price right away. Once you get up, uh, you're doing great. Once you get up, you are uh, <clears throat> right, once you're out of bed and, and into the bathroom or getting your clothes on or out into the, you know, the main area of the house, uh, you're going you're gonna to start to enjoy. You're going to start to reap those rewards right away. And so, uh, so the key to getting up is to get up, to get up out of bed, get your feet on the floor. Um, there's all sorts of ways to, um, you know, there's all sorts of ways to, uh, to encourage yourself to do that. And you got to do those things, uh, beforehand. Like, uh, I mentioned before the, the fella, uh, Thomas Frank on, uh, he's a YouTube personality who gives away, uh, he has a tweet that's programmed to go out, I think at 6.10. He has to get up at six o'clock. His tweet goes out at 6.10, so if he's not up by then to stop the tweet, it goes out and it'll automatically, uh, it'll automatically give $10 to the first five people who respond to that tweet, right? So that's a, that's a thing he's put in place. He's got to get up. He's got to get that going. Um, there's, there's all sorts of, there's easier things too. Um, but one of the big things that I want to... Uh, that I want to talk about. So you get up, that's obviously key. One of the things that's going to help you get up is to plan your workout in the morning. Uh, Plan your morning workout, but you don't want to plan it that morning uh, as soon as you get up. You don't want to go down and just start kind of heaving some weights around or, well, should I run today? You want to plan that at the start of the week. Plan out what it is you're going to do in the morning. Like write down how many reps of uh, of each of each weight you're lifting, how many, how far you're gonna bike, how far you're gonna run, how many jumping jacks, sit ups, push ups you're gonna do. Write that down for each day of the week, so that when you get up in the morning, there's a, there's a list there on your phone. There's a piece of paper. There's 
some sort of a list that you can just follow off of. You, you want to eliminate as much thinking in the morning as you can. You don't want to be planning that uh, first thing. So you need to gauge uh, what is enough, what you can do, what's going to be um, relatively comfortable to do. Uh, and you want to you want to plan that at the start of the week. And then, then what you can do, then the, the evening before, you can lay things out. You can lay your gear out or your weights out or you can get your treadmill uh, ready to go. You can get it if you know if I often use a have a like a towel on the side of the treadmill. You can get all those things all laid out, and then when you get up, you know exactly what you're doing. You're not thinking about it. There's just a plan, and you get right into it. And so that'll often help you get up out of bed. If you're laying in bed thinking, okay, well I'll I'll have to get downstairs and where are the where are those weights? Should I use ten pound? Oh, I got the fifteen pound weights. Yeah, I'll. Uh, where are those? And it, it, right? It's it just it slows you down, and you're way more likely uh, to flip those covers back over and sink back into the pillow. Uh, so that's gonna help you plan your workout at the start of the week. You also want to create the environment, right? So as I mentioned before, wherever you're gonna do a morning workout, if you've got a yoga mat, get your yoga mat down. Get all your uh, get all your kids' stuff off of it. Get get the area cleaned up, right? Uh, maybe even keep the area vacuumed or swept or tidied, uh, but do that the evening before. Get it all cleaned up, um, and you want to uh, uh, you want to have that area ready to go and have a kind of an enjoyable environment. If you've got if you you know if you want to light a, if you want to light a candle, you want to have some smells, you want to have some music going. Uh, there's certain uh, certain things that you got to invest in in the beginning, and so uh, perhaps in the room where you're working out, wherever that might be. Maybe you want to hang a picture on the wall uh, with, a, with, a, with a quote to that you can look at and kind of remind yourself of what we're doing here and what the goal is. Uh, if you want to decorate the room, I'm not into that, but uh, certainly some people might be. If you want to get proper lighting in there so that when you're actually working out, it doesn't feel like you're in a dungeon, maybe you want to feel like you're in a dungeon. We'll get the lighting set up for that. Um, if you want to listen to music as you're doing it, uh, either on your, you know, either on a smaller speaker or speakers in the house, you're going to invest in the beginning, right? That's the cost of creating that good habit. That's another example of a cost that you pay upfront to create an enjoyable space for, you know, weeks, months, years to come. And so, uh, so put that, put that money and time into creating that environment, um, Get your exercise gear tuned up. Get your uh, whatever it is. Get that environment set up so that you're when you wake up in the morning, you know what you're going to do and where you're going to do it is a place that you want to be. The other thing you need to do when we're setting a workout in the morning, obviously, while you're in the middle of a workout, you're going to be unavailable um, for your spouse and for your kids. So that's part of the reason to do it early. But set those expectations. Let your kids know uh, where you'll be what you'll be doing, where you'd like them to be. If you don't want them coming in and bothering you, uh, you, you got to think about these things beforehand, right? If they're, a, if they're older kids, they're going to be able to understand that. Um, if they've got, um, you know, they've got their electronics or their books or their food in the place that you're going to be at, uh, get that set up, move that, make that easily accessible for them so they're not in, uh, you know, bothering you or, or wandering around and uh, distracting if they're really young kids, then you're gonna you're gonna want to organize it a different way. Perhaps you're gonna want to give them something to uh, to do. So get maybe one thing that my wife has done for my uh, both of my daughters 
uh, is she's created uh, special little bags and boxes of special toys that will amuse them and will keep them busy for a while. So maybe you need to do something like that. Get a, uh, get a, little, a little bin ready for what, if your younger kids are up so that you have something for them to do so they're not jumping on the treadmill with you or uh, wandering underneath your uh, yoga poses or whatever you're doing. So you, you want to set those expectations. Let everybody know what you're doing. Be ready uh, to, keep, uh, to keep them uh, occupied. And uh, another thing for my wife, I let my wife know what time I'm going to be running. Um, if I don't do that, it always ends up with problems. She's expecting me to be up for breakfast or she's expecting me to look after the kids and we're unsure. So set those expectations. Make it really clear what you're doing, what time you're doing it. Uh, so everybody's on board. Uh, and everybody is uh, is kind of uh, you know they're 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 okay with what you're doing. You know where you're going to be at, and uh, and it just sets that plan. Also, if you if you set those expectations, there's a certain amount of accountability, right? If you tell your wife, "I'm going downstairs. I'm going to work. I'm going to run for 20 minutes. I'm going to do about 10 minutes of weights, and I'll be up uh, up in the kitchen at seven o'clock." Uh, if you're sitting in the kitchen at six forty-five. Um, not that I'm encouraging shame, but there's a certain amount of, of an expectation. She's thinking, oh, you, I thought you were downstairs. And it's just that reminder to you that I, I, did, I did say I was going to do that. And that's what I'm going to do. And so uh, we, become, uh, we become men and women of our word uh, in your own mind. And that's one reason to vocalize what it is you're going to do so that you can stay accountable. And the other thing is too, is to embrace the pain, right? Envision that it's going to hurt. It's not going to be comfortable. And this is part of the cost of, uh, of those good habits. And the reward is coming, but you got to pay that cost up front. And, uh, you know, and the, uh, you know, we want to just realize, embrace that pain is good. That is how we grow, right? Because we pay the cost in our comfort, with our pain, we pay the. I mean, pain is really the currency of growth, and so we we pay that cost up front. We look forward to the reward uh, later on. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, this is an encouragement to you uh, to uh, to pay that cost up front. Uh, look forward to the rewards and uh, and don't uh, don't don't uh, don't delay the uh, that cost. Uh, we want to delay our gratification instead. That'll set us up good. We'll have good habits. We'll have daily habits. We'll begin to work into a daily mindset so that we can become daily triathletes. Uh, that's, our, that's our hope. Uh, that's what we're encouraging everybody to do. And uh, if, you've, if you've enjoyed this, if you found this helpful, uh, please subscribe. Uh, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have questions or comments, uh, maybe you have an idea of something else that we can discuss in the show. Love to hear from you. Get in touch and we'll see you next time.